0: 2023 brought big economic wins for Tyler, which sparked ambitious goals for 2024. The Yellowwood Anchor at the I-20 Industrial Park is already attracting the interest of other companies, and indications are that the area to watch for future growth is in and around West Tyler, where a new Brookshire store is planned. To learn more, UT Tyler Radio connects with the President and CEO of the Tyler Economic Development Council, Scott Martinez. Here's your host, Mike Landis.
1: Well, that's all fine and good, but what's he done for us lately you handled the annual meeting of the texas economic council masterfully and people left the wt brookshire conference center with good feelings about our economic future and i was really only half kidding with the what have you done for us lately remark that's always a challenge isn't it
2: it is but fortunately we live in a great community with good leadership that are supportive of what our mission is as an organization and that's the great jobs and capital investment in our community we had a, a great announcement that day with Great Southern Wood Tyler. Their product is Yellowwood. They're under construction on what will, will be a $50 million investment here in our community. So we're, we worked on that project over a year before it announced. And that's an anchor for our new business park that we were able to purchase earlier um, in 2023. We actually closed on that property January 31st. We bought 412 acres and immediately sold them 150 acres for their, for their project. They've cleared 50 acres, and this as flat as this tabletop for their new facility. <laughs> and um, initially, they'll have 100 jobs, but they anticipate the facility here in Smith County to be uh, their largest facility in their network of, of locations around the country. Now, you worked with the county to make this thing happen. Tell us about that. I did. You, you know, our congressman, Nathaniel Moran, was uh, was county judge at the time, and we began this this journey with, with Great Southern Wood Preserving. And- In Yellowwood, but what – it's really the culmination of over two years of dialogue with then Judge Moran. I got here three years ago from Louisiana, and I followed a tremendous uh, leader in Tom Mullins with the Economic Development Council. He had led our organization basically from his genesis back in 1988. He came here in 1989. Here's 31 years, and I've been here, just finished my third year, but it was obvious one of the gaps that we had as a community was real estate. We didn't have the real estate product that aligned with what we were seeing in the marketplace as far as demand. We didn't have a place where we could put a project that required 40 acres with water and utilities and electricity and some of those things. So um, over time, Judge Moran, at the, Judge Moran and I talked about the need for that. He was very supportive. We had an opportunity with Great Southern Wood Preserving, where they would be the anchor tenant of uh, what's now the, the Tyler Interstate Commerce Park. And Smith County used $4.5 million of their American Rescue Plan Act money, their ARPA money, to fund a new road. It's going to be it's named County Road 3344. What's interesting, Mike, is this is the first new county road in Smith County since the 1950s. Hmm.
1: And that, what's what's great about it, too, is that uh, the way in which it's been justified is that this is something that will serve people who live in the county, it, not just this business. It,
2: it's not a single-use roadway. It's a public roadway that'll connect State Highway 155 to County Road 336. Anyone can drive on it. It's a public roadway that doesn't just serve a single um, landowner. It's not a driveway for it's it. It's not a driveway. It's not a road to nowhere. It's a public roadway. Yeah.
1: Now. For those who weren't at the event, give us a quick rundown of some of the high points of 2023 for the Tyler Economic Development
2: Council. Highlights of 2023, of course. uh, Yellowwood. The biggest thing is is Yellowwood and purchasing that property. I would say being able to purchase that property for future growth. It positions Tyler and Smith County well as far as attracting new companies. That's definitely the highlight. Because without real estate, without uh, property, you don't have a project. And we continue to grow as a community. If you look at our uh, makeup as far as white collar to blue collar jobs, we're fifty two percent white collar, forty eight percent blue collar, and and we continue to grow in the healthcare space and other things. But and we the the things we had seen in the blue collar sector, if you will, were legacy manufacturing companies doing expansions. We haven't had a lot of new manufacturing and and those type jobs coming to Smith County. We had Sanderson Farms and. Uh, 2016. It's a large project. but And I think a function of that was just not having the real estate product. We had a great economic development team and a leader, but we really didn't have the resources to put together property for an economic development um, business park. Our peers in East Texas they're funded through a half-cent sales tax for economic development. So that gives them the capacity to, to develop real estate. Kilgore has done a phenomenal job with their Synergy Park. Longview's done a tremendous job, you know, developing their business parks, and they've seen tangible results from having that real estate product. You look at Home Depot and Gap, those large distribution centers that are in Longview. You know, they're on property owned by the Longview Economic Development uh, Corporation. Kilgore, same thing with Synergy Park. We didn't have that ability, and we were fortunate uh, that the stars aligned and were able to put that project together. But beyond that, you know, that's just the beginning. Yellow is the anchor tenant. We're getting tremendous, um, tremendous um, interest in that business park. And we don't even have the road completed yet. My fear is, uh, my hope, maybe is a better word, is we could have a lot of that property sold before the roads complete. And then we have to f- do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a continuum. We've got yeah. to continue to have that real estate product. Right. You know, we have challenges, um, like a lot of communities do, with w- having enough available workers, having the right skill set with those workers. Fortunately, we've got partners like Tyler Junior College and UT Tyler that help us quite a bit in addressing those needs as they arise. Now, when one
1: goes to your website, the opening page says Think Texas Choose Tyler. Now, when we spoke earlier this year, you said there's plenty of interest from the variety of business. You said it again, but not as much available real estate as you'd like to see. Does that require your group finding more money to buy this land or people that will not necessarily donate, but but find ways to get access for you to be able to offer these
2: to companies that come in? We have to – the Tyler Economic Development Council has to act as a developer. We've got to get property, sell it, have a margin – and Have the ability to do it again. Um, it, we don't. You don't see a lot of private sector development in developing industrial parks in markets this size. You see some of it in large metro areas, but not in a market this size. And that's really, in most cases, uh, um, that's something a function that the half cent sales tax corporations uh, fund. And I, I said uh, many have heard me talk about the half cent sales tax for economic development. That was a game-changer when it passed in Texas. Voters in Tyler chose to um, use the half-cent sales tax here for our capital projects in the city. They funded over $300 million worth of capital projects. You look at the city of Tyler's tax rate at $0.27 cents per $100 evaluation, and then you compare it to our neighbors that don't use their half-cent sales tax for capital projects. It's Most of them are at least double what our tax rate is in the city. Mm. So it has made an impact in that regard. It makes us more attractive.
1: The gas and oil bust in the early and mid-'80s brought a rethinking of the economy in East Texas. And Tyler, in particular, he had to figure out what we were going to do to be able to keep things going.
2: You think about tra- train, what's now train. That came to Tyler's General Electric in the 1950s, and Ronald Reagan was their spokesperson. Um, Tyler Pipe's been here since the, the 1930s. So we have had a lot of legacy manufacturing in Tyler, but I will say this— um, there was a group of private business people, people like Herb Bowie, Dub Ryder, um, Taylor Burns that got together. They formed the Tyler Economic Development Council with the hopes of diversifying our economy. You know, we were so energy dependent when that bubble hit in the 1980s. Uh, we, we struggled as a community. So that was the whole impetus for the Tyler Economic Development Council's formation was diversify our economy, bring in manufacturing jobs, bring in primary employers and they were successful one of the first projects they worked on in the first five years was the target distribution center in my three years here uh, i've had overwhelming support from the commissioner's court and the city council in, in tyler and the administration at the city same thing with you know we've got other municipalities that support the tyler economic development council Lindell, White House, Bullard, they're all members of the Tyler Economic Development Council. They benefit. You know, yeah, they benefit from it. They see the value in what we do. Uh, you may live in Bullard or White House or Lindell, and, and work at an employer. Your employer may be in Tyler. So they certainly are supportive.
1: What was on your to-do list for 2023 that you didn't quite get accomplished and how are you going to get it accomplished in 2024?
2: I'm not sure. Sh- you know, I can pretty much check the boxes. You know, the big thing was closing on property and getting the Yellowwood deal done. Every other metric we, we've hit as far as what, what my goal, you know, was for our organization. We've, we, um, we've increased our number of members to almost 150 from 119. So that gives us more revenue and more resources to, to fulfill our mission. Going forward, there are some things that are, um, that we need to work on. We're going to tackle our office space next year. You know, we've been in the same office space 25 years, and it's time for a refresh because our office is the first impression many companies have of our communities when they walk in our office. You're in the old Blackstone building, right? We we want to do something that is reflective and in context of the history and vintage of that building, and we'll work on that in in 2024. But more importantly, um, we're going to work on projects You know, our pipeline of projects is full at this point, and we're going to work through those and get more jobs and capital investment in Tyler and Smith County. Some other things we're going to tackle this year that we we haven't done before. In March, we're working on taking a group of business and political leaders to Chattanooga, Tennessee, for an inner-city trip to look at best practices. Is there something that Chattanooga is doing right that we can emulate here in Tyler and Smith County?
1: What Chattanooga?
2: You know, you look at what they've done with entrepreneurship. You look at what they've done with foreign direct investment with a large Volkswagen facility there. You look at downtown development. And then there's some other natural um, similarities. University of uh, uh, Tennessee, Chattanooga. and That Chattanooga campus is part of a larger public university system. We've got UT Tyler here. They've got a med school there. They're doing a lot with rural health initiatives that, are, that align with what we're doing here in Tyler Smith County. Um, and... And how they've been able to utilize technology and grow a younger population um, and jobs to that community. They've done a very admirable job in that.
1: Bringing up those workers and having them stay. Yes. Exactly. You know, I was sitting in a movie theater with my uh, drink and popcorn. I love watching the trailers for the coming attractions. We don't have any drinks or popcorn today, but uh, could you share some coming attractions with our listeners? Can we take a peek over the fence, see what you got
2: going? You you know, Tyler's going to be a construction zone. Over the next three or four years, with the activity on the downtown square with the new courthouse, they've begun building the parking garage component of that. But over the next four or five years, there's going to be a tremendous amount of construction downtown. Of course, at Beckham, and on Beckham, you've got the new $300 million medical school that's under construction. And um, we're seeing um, other growth in, in the retail sector. Uh, land has been cleared on the West Loop for the new Brookshire grocery grocery uh, grocery store. It's the third of their uh, store of, of this particular variety that Brookshire's is doing. I'm fortunate to go um, to one they did in, in Shreveport. It's a beautiful store, and I think when Brookshire Grocery Company completes that, it'll be something. That people will be attracted to. That's their first one in what twenty twenty five years. The first Brookshire branded store. They've done Super One, right, and right. obviously Fresh, but yeah. um, it's a really really nice looking store. You know, looking at the crystal ball, there's going to be a lot more activity on the West Loop, with Earl Campbell Parkway. I think you'll start over the next few years seeing that extended more west, more westward, and more residential and. Commercial development along that corridor, well, like mosaic and that sort of thing, mosaic. But but think about Sam's Club and where the new Brookshire okay. grocery store is going. You know, Earl Campbell Parkway deadheads there, right? So you'll see a continuation of that roadway over the next few years. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with our our listeners? It, you know, it's a great time to be in Smith County. We we've had tremendous um, growth and with our you know employees. And a number of people that are able to work and live and, and raise their families here in Tyler and Smith County. But I look at some of these other indicators. You know, we always focus on job and capital investment. Last month, the Bureau of Economic Analysis put metrics um, out that said we, our personal income grew more than any of our neighbors in East Texas. But it was also grew at a faster pace than Texas and the United States. Um, it's grown twenty percent since twenty twenty. I mean, we inflation is a real thing. We recognize it when we go shopping. There was COVID in the middle of but that you, too. But yeah. you also look at you know twenty percent personal income growth. Wow, you know that that's outpacing inflation. Our wages and incomes here are outpacing inflation in Smith County.
1: So you are optimistic.
2: I'm very optimistic. Just the things I the calls I'm getting, we're going to see more companies choose to locate in Tyler and Smith County. And, um, and with those companies, they're, you know, they bring paychecks with them that support people
0: and, and people's families. You've been listening to UT Titer Radio Connects with Scott Martinez, the president and CEO of the Tighter Economic Development Council. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, uttiterradio.org. To be notified of future episodes, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For Mike Landis, I'm Jeff Johnson. Thanks for listening to UT Titer Radio Connects from UT Titer Radio 99.7 FM.